My name is Katie Bulmer. I'm a former heartbroken and hungover sorority girl who found out at the age of 23, a cute boyfriend and hunch punch won't actually fill my broken places. Shocker, I know. It turns out there's only one savior. After this realization, I met a youth pastor turned financial genius, unlike any frat boy I ever dated. So I married him. Together, we have mentored teens and 20-somethings for over 15 years. We've learned a lot of the common themes, struggles, and ways we can help. So we're doing a podcast. Here it is. Today, I'm chatting with guest Mallory McBride. Mallory is my youngest guest so far at the ripe age of 18 years old. She just finished her freshman year at the University of North Alabama, where she is a nursing major and a FIMU. I love this conversation with Mallory because she just so genuinely wants to know how to get it right. You know what I mean? Like your freshman year just finished, you learn a few things and you want to just get right the rest of your college career. We talk about serving in your sorority, faith, boys, and everything in between. You'll have to give her some grace. She was a little nervous, but I'm so proud of her for stepping out of her comfort zone, coming on this podcast and sharing her story. So here we go. My conversation with Mallory McBride. Hello, Mallory. Hey. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. I'm excited about chatting with you. Mallory is our youngest guest so far. She is the ripe age of 18. And just to clarify, we talk about truth for your 20s, but of course that applies for my 18-year-old friends as well. So Mallory, you just finished your freshman year of college. Is that right? I did. (laughs) And where do you go to school? Um, I go to the University of North Alabama up in Florence, Alabama. So it's up in Okay, so University of North Alabama, you just finished your freshman year, and where is home for you? I did um, Birmingham, Alabama. Okay, cool. And so Mallory and I, I told her that I just wanted to be this an authentic conversation of, um, I told her, I don't want to be your mama. I'm too, you know, I'm not your sister, your friend. Um, I'm your friend, but not like your peer. I'm older than you. So I just want you to think of me as someone told me once a cool aunt. And that was my favorite description. So if you were having coffee with your cool aunt and just trying to, you know, navigate life as um, just an 18 year old, you know, all the questions that you'd want to come up with. So she came up with some questions and we're just going to dive in. So Mallory, what is your first question? Can I talk about my um, stage in life right now? Or like, yeah, yeah, sure. Do it. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give y'all like a background information about me. I came up through kind of like a medium sized school, Gardendale High School and came to North Alabama, which is like a, it's a smaller college. It's not as huge as like Alabama or Auburn. It is bigger than my city and my hometown. But right now I'm going through like a transformation stage in my life, going from high school to college and the struggle of my freshman year, like making friends and finding my place and finding myself. And like now that I feel like I've got like my first year under the belt, kind of navigated it all. I feel like 
I have like a better understanding of like myself and like who I want to become. So like right now, I feel God pulling me to settle down into one church home and begin to grow roots here in Florence. I guess my question would be how to find the right church while in college. Yeah, that's a good question. So I'm, I'm proud of you to start with by, you know, seeking the right friendships because friendship is everything. And the people you surround yourself, um, they say, if you want to see yourself in five years, look at the people you spend the most time with. So first of all, hats off for making sure that you surround yourself with people who are also, um, you know, seeking the Lord, but how do you find your best fit in college? I would first say somewhere who has a good college program makes a lot of sense, but not necessarily. So we had a church in our small town that was just really biblically based. And a lot of college students that were growing in their faith started flocking there because they wanted to be challenged. I've heard it said that your generation is asking what is true. So, you know, we have a lot of Photoshop culture and you're seeking what is true. And so what these college students found in this church is just true, authentic, Bible teaching. And so they really loved that. They didn't necessarily have this, you know, fancy college program, but they were definitely teaching truth. And that's what they loved. Now, on the other side of that, I've seen churches exploding in their college ministries that have more of a seeker friendly fun, for lack of a better word, um, like band and stuff like that. And there's no right or wrong with either of those. I mean, I would, I would probably check out two, three, you know, however many churches you have that you're interested in and see what teaching you like best, see what group is around really, you know, as long as they're teaching the Bible and you find yourself growing and you find yourself in good community, that are really just the three basis of finding a good church. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's been kind of hard right now because, like, my like my first year, I maybe have went to, like, a few churches, like, every every two or three Sundays, you know, and I'd go with, like, a, like a friend that it's from this Florence, Alabama, like, from the area, and that's the church that they go to and that they love. And so, I don't know, like, lately I just want to find a place that reminds me of, like, my church from back home. Because I was, like, born, raised, grew up. My church back home is, like, my family. And so I guess that's what I'm trying to, like, find here. Yeah, a lot of that's just preference. I always say that God would probably look down and say, really, like Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, why did y'all make it so complicated? I said, love God and love others, you know? So as long as you have a Bible teaching church, and again, just that community where you find your fit, then really just the the rest is just details. So I would definitely go to several and maybe, you know, give those churches more than one visit because it's hard to tell with one visit. But once you do that, I think that you can definitely find your best fit. I love that you talked about how you were in this period of transition because, you know, high school to college is such a big transition. Did you transition well your freshman year or was that kind of a rocky road? I... I think I transitioned pretty well. I was involved to find you got involved with that before even school even started. And so I think that that really like helped me build or have like a foundation before even starting school of people that not even that I know on a personal level, but that I've like a familiar face that I've seen. And so I feel like the like first couple of weeks of college that really helped was getting involved in an organization of a group of girls. 
I think that really, like really helped me. (laughs) Yeah. I always say who you surround yourself is like, can make or break you for sure. (laughs) This coming up year, I'm probably going to look into more leadership roles on campus and within FAMU. I really didn't get involved with anything else other than FAMU my freshman year. I mean, I do kind of regret it, but at the same time, I felt like I would overwhelm myself. Yeah. (laughs) So much to do. I'm definitely looking forward to this upcoming year and the opportunities that I'll have. Yeah, I'm proud of you for getting involved with your sorority. I feel like that is a huge way to, gosh, you just learned so much. You know, I was the, they call it VP of finance. They used to call it the treasurer, but I learned that I did not want to be an accountant. (laughs) I thought, uh, you know, I did well in my math classes. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll just work in finance or accounting or something. Yeah. And then I was a treasurer and I'm like, uh, never mind. You know, obviously I learned a lot. It was a good experience, but I didn't know that that wasn't necessarily the best fit for me. My husband always jokes. He's like, I'm so glad that that house is still standing after you are the treasurer. Goodness gracious. (laughs) Well, do you have any advice about how do you know which position? Because there's so many. Right. What's your major? Um, Nursing. Oh, that's a hard major. Are you interested in anything in particular? Is one that kind of stands out more than others or no? I'm kind of interested in VP of chapter development. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. I mean, as far as finding which one is the best fit, you know, like I said, what's your major? What stuff that you're interested in? But really being in a leadership role of any kind is going to grow you. You know, you get the opportunity to to lead girls. I always tell the executive board members or any leader in a sorority not to take that lightly because that's such a gift. I mean, once you get that position, all of the people you sit beside, all of your peers, the girls that you share those letters with, they voted you as the most you know, the best candidate for this position, which is an honor, but it's an honor not to be taken lightly. And so, you know, whether it's philanthropy chair or social chair or, you know, president or whatever, shoot, it could be janitor, but still that you are the, (laughs) you are the best, they voted you as the best qualified, which means they see something in you and you should be proud of that and like do the best you can at it. So I mean, I don't know that there's a right or wrong. Whatever you choose, I would just challenge you to do it to the best of your ability. And also, this is kind of an aside, but like knowing what that role entails, also what your founding sisters dreamed up for that role. So for example, like maybe there's some, I know chairs that have kind of evolved over the years. I don't know that the founders of the sorority had social chairs or, you know, whatever, whatever it was like, just going back to why that chair was founded and just, I don't know how you can do it best. I think that that is something that's overlooked and not taught to the new members. So Mm-hmm. Maybe just diving into why that chair exists, how you can best serve your your fellow executive board if it's an exec position, or just how you can best serve your the members of your sorority because that stands out. And you taking, again, like even if it's like the lowliest of positions, you taking it seriously and nailing it, people notice that. And people are going to look up to you for doing such a good job. And then next year you might move up if you want to, or maybe you just want to, you love that position so much. You want to do it again. But anyway, I hope that helps you just nail whatever position it is you decide to do. It's got me really excited. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Also. Okay. I do have another topic of relationships. So how do you know when the guy is 
the one. You're not the first person I've talked with. You're not the first person to ask this, actually, even today. Um, I've had a few recordings today. So I think that our romance culture has magnified and made magical this whole idea of the one. I realize it sounds super romantic, but it's, I I don't believe, I'm sorry, this sounds so not romantic. I don't believe that, you know, as big as this world is and as many people as are in here that there's, I just don't believe there's only one. I do believe that a lot of women settle thinking they're, they're more afraid of being single than married and miserable, (laughs) which is not a good trade. To answer your question, I think that the number one thing women need to not compromise on is a man who is seeking his faith. And I don't just mean, yes, I'm from the South, so therefore I am a Christian. I mean, like a man who is actively growing and seeking his faith, because I always say it's like a three-legged race. If a guy is laying on the ground, or a girl for that matter, and the other partner is trying to seek the Lord and even just become the best version of themselves, that person laying on the ground is going to drag you down. There is no way around it. You can't like, Oh, well he will change and blah, blah, blah. Not no, no, no. And no, they have to be standing up running that race with you. I mean, unnegotiable. So as far as when, you know, it's the one I would also say, don't rush it. I know, you know, you're only 18. It is rare not saying impossible, but it is rare that you found the person you're going to be happily ever after with that young. Again, certainly possible, but more than likely, most people rush relationships and rush finding, trying to find that happily ever after. But goodness, once you do find them, you have the rest of your lives to make out, to have fun, to enjoy each other. But why rush it when you're 18, when that's the time you should be you know, discovering your major, deciding where you want to serve in your sorority, traveling, just all the things, becoming that best version of yourself because singlehood is a short time. Even if you're single until you're like 35, think about it. That's 35 years versus being married the whole rest of your life. I just say, don't rush it. (laughs) Yeah, because I've I've found myself kind of not like, I mean, I'm in a relationship right now currently and he's an amazing guy. He is... He just started recently, like pursuing, pursuing and diving more deeper into his relationship with God and kind of discovering where it's going to take him in his future. He's about two or three years older than me. So he's a lot more (laughs) ready to (laughs) settle down than I am. A lot of girls, even in my pledge class, have been getting engaged in our sport. We see all the rings and all the pictures and candle lightings. It is like something, you know, every girl does wish to have. And like, I just, I think I've been found in like it difficult to kind of just be patient, you know, like be patient. You have to wait. You have to wait. Yeah. I mean, I would just say that I get it because it seems like quote unquote, everyone around you is like getting married and stuff. But just think about defining that everyone because our view of everyone can sometimes become super limited. So to think if tomorrow, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but tomorrow, if you got transferred to a school in Georgia, one state over, not even that far away, your definition of everyone would change dramatically, right? 
Yeah. So, or my goodness, like going to a different country. So like the view of everyone sometimes gets super, super minute when in reality, everyone is so much bigger. So say you, you know, stay in college for four more years and you don't get engaged and you don't die. (laughs) I like to point that out because people pretend like they're going to die. That view of your everyone, even then, if you stay in the same town, it will change dramatically because that everyone right now is really just your sorority sisters or really even just your pledge class. I guess just, you know, think about that view of your everyone and maybe a little bit more of a zoomed out view of that. Mm -hmm. And I, I hear your guy sounds amazing, but if you wait until you're like 25 and you live to your hundred, that means you still have 75 years to get married, to be married. You know, <laughs> that's a long time. Just, so it's just so mind blowing right now. Cause I'm like, wow. Like we're all so young, but at the same time uh-huh. it feels like that pressure. I really appreciate like what you said, take your time and yeah. wait. I mean, I get that all those pressures are very real. I don't want to downplay that. Like that's all very realistic. But I did a blog post on this one time and I'm almost 40 years old. I know two people my age that have not gotten married who wanted to, like just two. I like did the odds on this. So I took like my um, amount of Facebook friends and did the math on it. (laughs) That is like a 0.00 something chance that you won't get married. So the odds are very much in your favor. But what I do know is a lot of girls who are married and miserable or married and divorced or on their second and third marriages. So... I mean, I I guarantee you, if I were to pull 10 out of 10 of my friends, they would tell you, don't rush. Don't rush it. (laughs) All right, Mallory, I'm going to ask you a few questions. So changing the tables a little bit here. In five years, I know we talked a lot about marriage and that may or may not include this answer, but in five years, (laughs) where do you see yourself? My whole life, I've been pretty much set on academic. I am going to graduate. I'm going to get a career. I'm going to be successful and hopefully like marriage and all that. But I mean, I know, you know, God has his plan for me and it may or may not be what I envision or what I hope, but cramming in 10 credits into one month of like course, I go to school like all day, every day. But I know like all my hard work I'm doing now will bring me one step closer to my goal. And I hope that this following year, me and my boyfriend will find a church that we both enjoy, we both like and feel a connection with and try to like settle down and get roots within that church to um, help grow us. I'm hoping to get into nursing school. And in five years from now, I hope that, well, my dream career is to be a CRNA, which is a nurse anesthetist. So I'm hoping to go to graduate school at UAB in Birmingham and then hopefully work at Children's Hospital. You know, every, everybody's dream. (laughs) Okay. So if you could have coffee with your brand new to college freshman self, what would you tell her? Oh gosh. (laughs) I would tell her, get ready for the roller coaster of your life. (laughs) first year right I would definitely encourage myself to be close to opportunities that don't feel right my freshman year I did every opportunity that was open up to me I like took and so I would definitely tell my freshman self be very cautious about events that will come into your life I'd also probably encourage her to find a church 
right when, yeah, you know, she gets into college because yes. it is, it is hard to find one. I would say that's good advice. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of getting involved in church on the other end of things, like being a grown up and having a family and stuff, we love to have college students like sh- to share life with them and have them over for dinner and do things like that. So I would just encourage you and whoever's listening, like, don't be afraid if like, if you know a couple at church, just to ask them like, Hey, you know, do you mind if I like hang out with your family? Yeah. I would bet that majority of couples would love to have you over, would love to just do life with you, have, you know, you, you babysit their children. And anyway, that's something that I feel is a mutually beneficial relationship, but is not tapped into as much as it Mm -hmm. should be college students and grownups listening to this, like just bridging that gap of having, cause you guys are looking, correct me if I'm wrong here, but the 18, 20 year olds are looking, what does it look like in this next stage of life when you're married and have kids? And how can I get more examples of how that has done well? And when you see couples in the church that you do want to know more about, and no one does it perfectly because we're all, you know, humans, but just, you know, getting to know another couple and hanging out with them, I think that that's a really um, useful resource. Yes, definitely. I do agree. Like it is very important to find an older mentor to kind of go to, to talk to, because they've probably been through it and they can definitely help. Okay. So do you listen to other like podcasts or books or sermons or what's something, a resource that's just kind of rocked your world that you can, that you like to suggest to people um, so in a good way? I am more of a book nerd. Some of the books that have kind of like helped me through college that I've like read more than once because they're so amazing, would probably be Uninvited by Lisa. I'm going to put her on the last. Lisa Turkers. Yes. Last name, but yes. Lisa Turkers. <laughs> um, so she's amazing. I love that because it is difficult finding your place in college. And her book, Uninvited, definitely does help shape your mentality. Yeah finding your place and not knowing like where you belong. Another book that I would love to share with our listeners is called Enough Silencing the Lies That Steal Your Confidence by Sharon Janes. That is a really good book um, that really helped me with my self-image through um, college, freshman year and through high school, honestly. That's awesome. Okay, Mallory, I think that that's the main things we want to cover. Is there any other questions you have? I think that's it. Where can everyone find you and hang out with your beautiful Instagram feed? Um, Mallory.Nicole, M-A-L-O-R-I-E dot N-I-C-H-O-L-E. Yeah. Well, thanks for all that you do. Mallory is an ambassador for Sorority Girls Can Change the World and she is nailing it. And I just love all that she does to help spread the message of um, just, you know, my heart for sorority women. And she has the same heart for all the awesomeness that they are. And I really appreciate all that you do. Thank you. Also, your book is amazing. I love it. I literally... You just read it, right? I read it. And I've been like trying to like get all like my friends to read it. I'm like, send it to them. I'm like, you got to read this. You got to read this. You got to read this. Oh, you're the best. Well, spoiler alert. Um, Elia, who was the, she was a student at the time. She's a 
uh, graduated now as a professional editor, but her and I are working together to have a relaunch of the book. Spoiler alert. It's in the works. It's going to take a minute to get it all. Cause I'm going to like do some rewriting and stuff like that, but I'm so glad that you love it, but hopefully there's some more fun coming along I'm with excited that. excited to see what you have to offer. Hey, if you love this episode, well, I love your feedback. Head on over to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you stream your podcast and leave a review. Reviews help us know what you love, what topics you want covered next and help others to find us. Hey, speaking of which, if you have a friend in mind who could really benefit from today's show, take a screenshot like right now of this episode, share it on your Insta story and give me a tag so I can thank you. I'm at katiebulmer.life and we really appreciate you spreading the word. Thanks so much for joining us today on Truth For Your 20s.